Hey, this is Doug Jones from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, Hellboy 1 and 2, Hocus Pocus, Pan's Labyrinth, and currently on Falling Skies. But today, you are listening to Genretainment. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Genretainment over here on SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're your hosts, Marks. And Julie, and Genretainment is where we give you interviews with writers, directors, producers, and actors in both independent and not-so-independent creations. And for today's show, we're chatting with Brian Lewis and Trin Miller, the stars of the new feature-length film Gamer's Hands of Fate, the third in the Gamer's series of films. Now, these Seattle actors have grown a rabid gamer fan base from the movie and their other projects, and they fill us in on Gamer's Hands of Fate and the other projects that they have in the works. Plus, we have a bonus interview with Lucas Bryant, one of the the stars from Sci-Fi Channel's TV series Haven. He chats briefly with us about the upcoming fourth season of the popular show. Now, before we get started with our first interview, we do want to point out that the music you just heard at the beginning of the show was a snippet from the theme song for our web series, Reality on Demand. It's a song composed and performed by our friend Tishon Hardy, and you can find our web series at realityondemandseries.com. Now, let's get started with our first interview of the show with Brian Lewis and Trin Miller from Gamers Hands of Fate. Miss... I'm really sorry about that. Comes with the territory. How dare I game with ovaries? Sup, Craig Chin? Am I kicking your ass today? Nah, Cass here hates CCG. That offer no competition. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll meet you in the tourney. Yay! No, wait, sorry. I meant meh. I need three things to live. Water, salt, and her name. All right. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. We're very excited to be here. Okay. Well, you two are the stars of the third Gamers movie, Gamers Hands of Fate. Can you explain to our audience who may not be familiar with the movies what Gamers is about? (laughs) So the Gamers is a series of films about people who play games. Uh, The first two are focused more on D&D style games where it goes back and forth between a group of friends who are playing a D&D style adventure and it goes back and forth between the real world and then their in-game adventures. Which is which is a big uh, portion of, of what makes the gamers uh, franchise unique is because you are able to basically see that very thing. I mean, you're able to see them in the real world and they're playing their uh, characters uh, in these games, RPG games, or in the case of Hands of Fate, different kinds of games, CCGs. And you're able to, uh, they're playing their own fantasy characters as well. So there's some, you know, comedy there from the back and forth and going in the dichotomy of the different worlds. And premiered at Gen Con recently. It's online. Yes, and some of it was filmed there the previous year, right? Yeah. Yes, we filmed quite a bit of, a bit of it at Gen Con 2012. 2012. Yeah. Before, so, uh, it's actually before uh, the Kickstarter was over. Just uh, fell in the uh, calendar at that time period. And uh, we didn't actually know if we were going to get funded by the time we were filming at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we started a movie we weren't sure we'd actually be able to finish. No pressure. Just no pressure. a leap yeah. of faith. Oh, no, no that's, we, we didn't have any problem with that whatsoever. Nobody pulled their hair out. Yep. Or, no one was worried even a little bit. Yeah. Nope. I bet not. <laughs> it's all right. Because making movies is a low stress it really is. Yeah, it's, when you add that kind of element to it, yeah. it doesn't create any more stress. Mm-hmm. It's all. pretty much the most relaxing thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but that was really great. That uh, those scenes at Gen Con 2012 were were amazing, just incredible. Yeah, it was very yeah. cool. I think it's the 
I'm pretty sure it's the first thing filmed at Gen Con, first thing I know of. So I don't I don't know about that. I I think there's certainly like been a lot of documentaries over the years that have been filmed at Gen Con. I don't really that know. That is true. I don't really know if there's any uh, future films uh, at Gen Con, but but yeah, it's possible. I I don't know. We'll take credit anyway. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ours is the first yeah. movie. Which, right. Let's yeah. just declare that now. Yes. Yeah. Look Done. it up and prove us wrong if you know you want to. No, don't do that. Oh, it, no, should, just, it should be like planting your flag somewhere. If you stop. plant the flag first, that you win. So if you just declare that you are the first, you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we totally were. <laughs> there you go. Each of you star in a film. Can you tell us a little bit about your characters in the film and how much? They are like the real you, some or not at all. You want to start with that? Well, uh, let's see. I play Cass, um, you know, and he, let's see, he's he's a compilation of a couple of uh, people I've, I've known in my life. Uh, some of them were, were gamers and just, uh, yeah, just like I needed, I needed to find someone who was kind of like uh, sort of, you know, uh, a dick basically, but he's still be able to uh, be nice enough that people, you know, didn't just dismiss him outright. And uh, so he could still, you know, be endearing and still, you know, I mean, have people like him and root for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was kind of a difficult thing to find. I'm glad that you described him that way because, you know, that was my first impression of a character. You know, he's kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, he is the lead too so typical i will have you have you uh did you see uh the gamers darkness rising or or any of the other other things at all Uh oh you didn't okay yeah yep sorry i think she's seen both of them one and two yeah i've seen them all yeah well if you said no that would have been fine i'm like i'm sorry i don't need to put you on the spot (laughs) (laughs) i did my homework she passed she got a point very well very professional (laughs) yes Actually, we well, watched one and two a long time ago. I'm just trying to remember it. It's been so long. Yeah. It's cool. Go watch it again on YouTube. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that Brian is, well, the parts where uh, the character of Cass is like a dick, that is not like Brian at all. Like, he's, <laughs> I like, say. he's honestly one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met. Mm. So. Oh. Well, good. Oh, he sounds surprised. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Did you say anything else about oh, that? Oh, um, uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to say thank you very much for the compliment. And and I yeah I think I'm actually people ask me some of that sometimes like you know if if uh, Cass is anything like me or or anything like that or how close we are related and like I don't I'm I'm not anything like Cass. I don't uh, I don't really um, have that kind of headspace that kind of like you know he's very very self. Um, in, he's in his own world. He doesn't actually emote to um, other people, mm-hmm. uh, basically, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really takes a lot for him to actually, like, see things from another person's point of view. It, he really has to be li- – I mean, and you see it in the movie. He literally almost had to be, like, hit in the head uh, with that before he can be like, oh – Oh, that's what you're coming from. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he does have trouble reading people. I, I, we loved the scene though, where it's like, oh, we're not fighting. I, I thought we were oh, fighting. No, no. Yeah, that was funny. That was hilarious. that is one of my favorite lines. Because <laughs> it's like, it's just oh, like, oh, we're not doing that. Line. I could have sworn we were getting ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. That line was one of the ones I read in the script, and I was just like, I laughed because it was a funny line, and I also laughed. Because I could immediately hear how Brian would say it. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh my God, I was so right. I totally <laughs> thought so. Trin, can you tell us a little bit about your character and what elements, if at all, are like you? Yeah, um, I play a character named Natalie, who's a very, very good competitive and collectible card game player. 
And she is she's an interesting character. I had a lot of fun with her because she's uh, she she comes across not necessarily as entirely likable. She has a lot of edges. She's a woman in an environment where her womanness or the fact that she is a woman is constantly being attacked and undermined. And so she's kind of developed this very, very thick defensive perimeter to keep anybody out and to kind of push away the, the hurt of all of that. Mm-hmm. And then she meets someone like Cass and it's, and he's just such a dick. <laughs> she feels very little remorse about being <laughs> really, really kind of mean to him. <laughs> Trin actually had like a pretty big job, you know, because she had to play, you know, this this other lead in this movie. And her character, very much like Cass, is sometimes uh, it's very easy to uh, if it played wrong uh, for the audience not to like either of those characters. And so that's uh, a difficult thing to go through the movie and uh, still have that that character be someone that, like, you know, people can relate to and, and, and like. And I think Trin, um, you know, really does it very well. I think she does a very good job in this movie. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm definitely not as a... I can be pretty sassy, but not in quite the same cutting sort of way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was pretty tough. And I kind of... I have to say, I kind of was with Cass, you know, whenever he goes, why do you even want to do this? Because, you know, nobody respects you. I'm just kind of like, yeah, why does she want to do this game? <laughs> She loves point. Yeah, I mean, she's she's invested in the story. She loves the story, and she loves being a part of this whole world. There's a part of her that's also like, "Fuck you guys," (laughs) you know. I'm gonna do what I want. And honestly, there's a part that finds the resistance, and that makes her a little bit stronger in her desire to pursue it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, like temper. It's like, yeah, screw you guys. You you say I can't do this. Well, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. Trin actually didn't like uh, let anyone know about you know the inner workings of her character and things like that and stuff that was going on in her mind and stuff. So I'm like, it's like, oh really? Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> 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 apparently, when actors talk about uh, their characters, they they use this voice apparently. Yes, we do. And they always talk about the motivation, and they have to do this ridiculous accent as well. <laughs> Indeed, and your intentions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so your characters are diehard gamers. So I'm curious how much diehard gamers are you guys in real life? Well, um, I I'm, I am a gamer. Uh, actually, that's a question that gets asked a lot, too, is, is uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm not as much. Like, say, for instance, your average uh, Congo or your average, you know, uh, Gen Con Congo or specifically, like, probably is, is – I'm not nearly the gamer that these folks are, but I do. I did have a regular game of uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, and um, also like a, a Pathfinder game that lasted for a while. And and uh, so I'm I'm a gamer on that, you know, with RPGs mostly. I I actually before this movie I had not really done any CCGs before, so that was something that I actually got to um, to do because um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Nathan Rice. And uh, actually, Matt Vansell and a lot of the the uh, OGDG folk 
uh, were really big into the Ledge of the Five Rings, which is sort of who of, are these people and what's DG? Ah, uh, uh, DG is and uh, it stands for uh, Dead Gentlemen, and so that's kind of the original you know production company uh, before it kind of uh, sort of veered into uh, Zombie Orpheus Entertainment. And Nathan Rice is one of the actors, and Matt Vansel is the writer director, and they've Thank been you. friends forever and worked on a lot of projects. Together. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. like she, what she actually did in there is cut me off because I have a tendency. <laughs> to rattle and rattle on. For <laughs> no, it's really awesome. No, 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 no. Teamwork. All right, cool. So now that's why there. you have her with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's handy. So anyway, so that that's a lot of the people. Like Nathan Rice uh, is uh, the guy who plays uh, Lodge, uh, Kevin Lodge. Uh, so he's the game master of the in Gamers Darkness Rising, and you see him a little bit in the Festival Cut, but you get to see him a lot more in the extended edition of Hands of Fate. He took us and he showed us how to play Legend of the Five Rings. Uh, and so that to kind of cool. give us uh, like a background and like, you know, with CCGs and be able to know like what to do and some of the you know tactics and things like that. And what are the factions kind of mean onto each other. And so that was kind of a cool background. And Trent? I would describe myself as a gamer, although there are definitely some aspects to which I am very much a noob. I grew up kind of playing more like video games and family board games. So oh, video games. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Apparently, Brian played a lot of video games. Oh, constantly. Yeah, I'm sorry. But now this is about you. I'm encroaching on your time. My bad. And so I was pretty new to the world of RPGs and CCGs. And like Brian was saying, we had a really fun time. Actually, this last Gen Con, when our the movie game became an actual game, uh-huh. we got to spend a lot of time with some of the people at AEG learning how to play the game that we play in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that was actually a lot of fun. I've played, I've played it several times since then, and, and I'm finally starting to get it, and I really love it. Yeah, and I did, but, but, I did yeah. do a fair amount of research um, into card games before I started doing the film. Yeah, I was going to say, this game seemed really, really complicated. Oh, it is. And it's it doesn't play quite the same way it does in the movie. Oh, no, they had to change a lot of things around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, stuff in the movie was... Oh, uh, just just to kind of, like, um, circle back to that, like what Trin was saying before, uh, AEG has made uh, the Romance of the Nine Empires into an actual collectible card game that one could play. And it's fun. And it, it's, it, is, it is fun. Like, <laughs> um, uh, we actually both got to play it again. Uh, yeah, and uh, play Holden, I believe. Yeah, I also got to play Malkior. Oh, did you? Yeah, I crushed Holden. I played a little bit of Displaced, but I was not very good at it. Oh. Yeah, it, it's definitely a game that takes a while to get good at. I'm told um, it's actually a lot more simplified than its sort of progenitor, you know, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, um, which is sort of kind of like very loosely uh, based on the similar kind of rules. I've, I've heard that Legend of the Five Rings is much more complicated, and, and this is sort of simplified. But, uh, yeah, like we say, we're kind of new to the CCG, so we're playing as we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really experienced in CCG either. Oh, what, uh, what what are you involved in mostly? Um, besides video games. Besides video games you don't paper, do video games that much anymore. No, not as much, yeah? not as, much as I used to. I used to be pretty diehard in video games. So now it's for pen and paper RPGs. It's like Pathfinder, Mutants and Masterminds. Uh, those are some of my favorites. I'm a casual gamer. I've just sort of done it off and on over the years. My favorite is Mutants and Masterminds. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever played that, but it's really fun. No, I've never played it. I have the coolest character. I have no desire to play any other character for any other game (laughs) until I'm allowed to resurrect this one. 
Yeah. That's uh yeah. That, that I have a whole it. background of like where she came from and how where she was raised and you know her entire belief system and her family and that's awesome and why exactly. she's where she is and I I probably invested entirely too much building up this character. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like ridiculous the the links that I was explaining it and they were like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I, I think I know exactly what I can relate to to that uh, quite a bit actually. I want to first started out there was you know there's a character that i spent far too much time building and and you know creating and then he got killed fairly quickly and so instead of like you know starting from scratch because i was just so heartbroken the gm actually let me to kind of clone him uh and <laughs> oh. just uh, it was a different he was like his brother and then that guy died and so apparently i think it was his uncle and they all had the same last name they all had the same stuff it's kind of cheating <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would, I would have to resurrect mine. I'd be like, and she's also immortal. Uh, but I failed to mention that. Um, so and Marx's character and my character didn't get along, <laughs> which was fun. Okay, so we got we covered our gaming, gaming cred. Mm-hmm. So trend. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, with Zombie Orpheus Entertainment, you seem to have gone from, I believe you were credited as a website designer originally. A uh, web series producer. Web series producer, sorry. Yeah. And with Journey Quest. And then you went to, you became the face of Zombie Orpheus Entertainment, Zoe, for the Rude Mechanical Show. That's completely erroneous. What? 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 No idea. That's That's crazy, crazy talk. talk. <laughs> Oh God, that's what you say. <laughs> okay, well maybe that maybe that was a bad dream. And then you star in Gamers Three. <laughs> so how how did you first get involved with the whole Zoe group, and uh, how that leads you to Gamers Three? Oh, that is kind of fun actually. So one of the very first projects I ever worked on was a web series called The Dirty Do Gooders, which also starred Brian Lewis and Jen Page, and that was my first introduction to the world of Dead Gentlemen and Zombie Orpheus. Uh, and that's how I found out about Journey Quest. And then because I found out about that, I also found out about Darkness Rising, <clears throat> which I'm really glad I watched after I, I had already met Brian Lewis and Jen Page, because <laughs> I think otherwise I would have fangirled all over the both of them, all over the both of them, and just been like, oh, "You're Brian Lewis from that movie. That's, oh my God, you're Jen Page from that movie." <laughs> that's, that's actually way better than like most people's reaction, which is like, "Yeah, I kind of thought you were gonna be an asshole." But- <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Bo Pritchard, a good friend of both of ours. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. He, he was actually afraid to meet me because he oh, uh, thought I was going to be a jerk. Do you explain yeah. that you are acting? Yes, yeah, acting. 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 For people Versus. like for people like Jim Page, I thought this. you were really going to be turned to a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, when I've I've gotten the same thing about a couple different projects where a composer met me and like we'd been talking for a minute and she was like. You are so nice because she'd scored two of my projects already, and she was like, "I thought you were gonna be a total bitch." <laughs> it's like, well, I could be if you really want. I... Yeah, that's what you really want. Yeah, I do what the audience wants. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, sorry. So I totally interrupted your. <laughs> Um, Dirty Do Gooders. Uh, Dirty Do Gooders. So I started getting really involved in the web series community in Seattle and the surrounding areas. And through that, I kind of tried to hook up with Journey Quest and kind of do some cross promotional stuff. 
and I ended up meeting Ben Dobbins and Matt Banzel, and um, we just kind of kept interacting and kept talking. And I don't know, it just kind of it grew from there. And I did audition for the role of Natalie. That wasn't that wasn't something where they just called me up and they were like, "Hey, we have this thing that we want you to do." It was it was actual auditions with headshots and resumes and callbacks and all that good yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it was a difficult time. It was pretty. Um, yeah, that was uh, for a lot of a lot of people from Natalie, but yeah. uh, trying to beat them out. <laughs> you survived the rigorous process. I survived the rigorous process. Yeah. Um, but I was doing a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff when they were filming Journey Quest. And I I really enjoy that. I enjoy being in front of the camera a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy doing kind of the behind the scenes social media stuff as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, uh, you've had a long history of Zoe with uh, <laughs> starring in the second Gamers movie and co-starring in Journey Quest. So how did you first get involved? Um, I think I actually I can I can give that up to my mother because my because I haven't had an agent for for a while and so during that time my, my mother was so wanting to 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 help me you know become an actor and she's just a big cheerleader of mine so like uh, she would sometimes you know, I would be working and I would be doing these forty hour works and things like that and. And uh, not have a whole lot of time because you, you actually, as an actor, you really have to to dig deep and and find you know your auditions. And even if you have an agent, you still need to do that for yourself. And so at the time, I was just too much into work. And she emailed me this thing: "Hey, this is kind of like that that game that you play with your friends, right? Is this good? <laughs> is, this, is this fun? Way and to go, I, mom! I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mom. And I, and I, so I went on and I auditioned, and I got to meet uh, Christian Doyle, who plays. Gary and uh, Luster uh, and uh, Perf from Journey Quest, and I got to meet uh, Scott C. Brown, and I, I hadn't. I actually got to really to meet the whole crew. This is uh, very exciting. It was. It was actually. I. I wasn't originally cast as Cass. I was originally cast as random creepy knife guy, who <laughs> uh, is played by um, Sean K. Reynolds. Great name, I love that. Random creepy knife guy. Right, <laughs> his name is actually a high inquisitor, but yeah, like random creepy knife guy. Is That's a good description, much, actually. Yeah, much yeah. better. Um, we, I remember we actually had to do a pickup to actually see the random creepy knife that was very curvy and randomy and creepy. Anyway, um, so a lot of us weren't actually uh, cast in our original roles. The only one who actually was through the uh, the whole uh, D six is is Christian and Jen, I believe. Uh, Scott, uh, who plays Flynn the Bard, he he was the farmer who is, I believe, played uh, by uh, Ed Gibbs. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, wow. Not Ed Gibbs. Uh, someone else entirely. Anyway, um, but uh, let's see. I was a, a different person. Carol wasn't in the in the. Uh, situation yet, so uh, we all started. Joanna and for, Daphne. Exactly. Stark. Ed Stark. That's what I was. Very huge big guy on D20. But after the read-through, uh, where we all were pl- uh, playing other characters, you know, we, we um, were loving the script, and I was, like, laughing at every possible moment, getting all these jokes, and the guy who actually was playing Cass really did not get any of the jokes at all, and then he had a thing, and so I got an opportunity to uh, have a callback so I was like, you know, we, we liked uh, what you're doing with reading. Uh, we want to see what you have for Cass, um, you know, see if you uh, fit that role. And at the time, I had like this bleach blonde haircut and, and like it's really not something. They, I mean, they liked what I had to say, but, 
you know, Matt Vansell, uh, the writer director and, and, uh, Don Early, uh, the producer and, and Ben Dobbins, they didn't want, um, that kind of, they didn't want the surfer dude to be cast. It just didn't seem to fit. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I came back, my hair was normal again, and I did some read-through with Nathan, who uh, who plays Lodge. I had a great time, did some improv, which is uh, huge amongst the DG folk. Like, it's really, you know, uh, kind of their roots is is in improv, and so they want to make sure the people who, they, who they're dealing with also have kind of a background with that and able to deal with that on the fly, because they have a lot of guerrilla type of filmmaking. So sometimes it's really fun to have that kind of background. And I guess they, I impressed them because they said, nah, we'll let you know. And then they walked out of the room talking. And then within seconds, they just turned around and said, hey, welcome to <laughs> like, um, your cast. I hope you all want to uh, be part of the part, uh, <laughs> be, part of that, be part of the movie. And uh, so I got, to be, I got to be that way. Awesome. That's a cool story. I hadn't heard that story. We actually also needed to do a lot of, because uh, Journey Quest is a completely different franchise. We all had tryout for those as well and uh, auditions and stuff. And uh, no one really knew who was going to be what. Now, Vansel apparently didn't know where to put me. And I've, I've heard this story later. Oftentimes what happens when you're doing a uh, audition, everyone who comes in is has to read the same lines. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lines for the males was Carol's lines. And so they got to hear everyone go through Carol's lines and see, you know, they're looking for different kinds of things. And uh, when it got to me, I, I guess, uh, I don't know, I, I wowed him or something. <laughs> it's, it's a much better story from Matt Vansel's perspective because it just sounds like I'm inflating my ego when I do it. They were, they loved everything well, that they I just, did. They just liked everything was, about me. I don't know. Uh, they they had to cast me. Yeah. If they wanted yeah. it to succeed, they needed me. Yeah. Right. Also, the robe was really tall, and I'm really tall, yeah. so it was so really it was a costume. A yeah, I was going to say, well, they needed someone who fit the costume at the last minute. <laughs> now, your your character in uh, Gamers, the fantasy version of your character, is bald. He's a monk. So I'm, I'm, uh, I know you don't shave your head, I'm sure. So how difficult oh, it is oh, to... Uh, oh, or do you? Oh, I don't know. Not true, sir. Not true. Oh, really? Oh yeah, I, I hate the 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 way um, you know bald caps look on people and stuff. I always think it looks so fake. And so from the first time I did um, Brother Silence, I I went ahead and shaved my head. Wow! Yeah, and well, like you guys actually, had to shoot those last time. Yes, in in Darkness Rising, we had to shoot all the realities uh, scenes first. You know, uh, when I still had hair, and logistically it just made sense anyway. And then all the fantasy stuff was a couple months later. And uh, so at that time, I, I, you know, shaved my head and it was all bleachy and white. So I tanned a little bit and like, so it didn't look so weird. You tanned and, in uh, Seattle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't, can't really rely on the sun very much over here. So. <laughs> Wait, did you go to a tanning booth? I, he stuck yes, his head in it. He went to a tanning booth to tan his head. <laughs> yes. I just want to make sure you're understanding his just, story. Just in case. Uh, yeah, that wasn't Wow, actually. that's dedication. That, that is commitment. Folks. Anyway, um, so moving on. <laughs> so did you cover up the rest of your body except for the top of your head so it would match? Is is this uh is this, this is this is where we're going? Okay. Um, <laughs> the people want to know, Brian. Right. Uh, no, I. I was just wondering if you like had a wetsuit and then like a scarf around the bottom part of your head and just like so you could stick the top part of your head in there. <laughs> we need a visual, basically. It was it, it was normal style. It was just going to a tanning bed and and like you know end up being pretty even. So uh, that worked out. <laughs> but. <laughs> anyway, um, 
so I didn't ask as, anything really embarrassing. I mean, I didn't ask if you were in the buff or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting really embarrassed by it, which oh, is hilarious. <laughs> it's like fun to walk. You squirm, sure, yeah. Um, well, but it's funny anyway. on our end, so you know. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, throughout filmmaking um, and and photography. There's several other people who also uh, bick their heads as well. Because, like, you know, uh, Christian Doyle needed to wear a, a wig all the time, and it just made more sense for him. And and Nathan Rice, uh, who played Lodge in, in his uh, his fantasy character. Sir Osric. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Glad you're here again. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> you know, it just made more sense for them to uh, pick their heads anyway. So it ended up being this kind of solidarity thing. So uh, a lot of people actually end up doing it. Our, our producer, Don Early, you know, Matt Vansel, and, and uh, you know, tons of people. Oh, cool. But that was only for... That was only for uh, Dorcas Rising. Yeah. For um, Hands of Fate, I still... Hands had... of Fate, they were all like, screw you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was actually trying to be like, hey, you remember the last time, guys? You want to no. shave your head? And they were, no, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one time, that was it. Exactly. Now, Journey Quest. Next up, I believe, from Zoe is going to be Journey Quest Season 3. So they tell us. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was... I don't think you're you're ever in Journey Quest, right, Tren? Uh, I am not. Yeah, so is there any... Ch- well, well, actually, t- technically, technically, I'm in about 10 seconds of season two. Oh, really? <laughs> Do tell. I, I am... A, there's a scene in which uh, Samara Lerman, the assassin, and Anne Kennedy Brady, <laughs> uh, who plays Nara, are fighting. And there was a particular shot that they just couldn't get. Like, the, the light was going... Um, Anne was on a plane. They they just couldn't get enough. They fight tried footage. like three times to get this fight scene. Yeah, and it just and and they got most of it. They got almost all of it, but there were just a few shots that they really needed in order to make it work. So and being in Chicago, they needed someone who's roughly the same size to put on the outfit and then go tackle Samara Lerman. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I am all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So you're a stunt double now too. Yeah. Do <laughs> you get credit, credit for that? I, should. I don't know. Yeah, I should. Mm-hmm. for all you <laughs> listeners out there. Is there any hope that, I'm sure they, I don't know if they even cast it yet or not, but is there any hope that you might be in season three or you're going to try to be in season three? I would love to be in season three of Journey Quest. It's all up to what Matt Vansel writes and then yes. the team casts. So I would love to do it if they would have me. Yeah, we're probably yeah. if if that if we're going to be bringing in any more characters, we're most likely going to be auditioning those people as well, just like everyone else had to go through on auditions and stuff. And of course, the actually the core characters that already been already been introduced, you know, they're obviously they're going to come back as themselves. But yeah, anybody new, it's probably going to go through the audition process. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's that's my rule when I do auditions. Well, that's our new rule. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good rule. Yeah. yeah. It's a well, good because, rule. Because, you know, we've had there many times where someone, you know, is a fantastic actor, but they just may not be right for that one particular role. So Absolutely. There's a, there are a lot of times when, you know, we thought uh, they were, we were going to be having a certain person for the role, but uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. It just didn't, you know, gel uh, the way that they would hoped it would. So yeah. Or someone came in and brought something that yeah. they were for the role and went oh wait we didn't know we wanted that until we saw it yeah we love that someone comes in it's like you know you're just had one thing in mind when you know you wrote this and then someone else comes in they see something different in that character than than you did that's always a a wonderful moment (laughs) definitely 
All right. So a lot of you. That always makes me feel special as an actor, too. Yeah. If someone is like, oh, but you did this thing that was really amazing that I hadn't even thought of. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now you said a lot of you have to kind of roll the punches for improv a little bit, at least have at least have that uh, ability. Or they prefer that ability, at least. So. Yeah. It's been usually my experience on film sets. If people are big in improv, there's going to be some blooper moments. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll give you I'll give you a moment because I know I'm putting you on the spot here. But can you think of like one for each of you, one of your that funniest moments? In your mind. Yeah, on the set of Gamers Three. Oh, let's see. I have to do that. Okay. I have an immediate answer to that, which is when I panicked when I was supposed to improv, and I decided that. Uh, the best thing for me to do in that situation would be to slap Brian Lewis in the face. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that was a fantastic choice. <laughs> and and where was... exactly did you actually slap me? Did I slap you on your ear? Yes. Yes, you oh. you, uh, you <laughs> gave me in the ear, nearly shattering my eardrum. <laughs> he, he couldn't hear for about 30 minutes. I, oh, like, did you yeah, tap your yeah. hand and hit his ear? That's, that'll do I it. I mean to. I'd never, I, I'd never actually slapped someone before. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. You never slapped anyone? <laughs> wait, wait, no. wait, wait, hold on a second. Who's the victim in this story? <laughs> like, I, I got my ear boxed. I actually collapsed in pain. I, it was vaudevillian and, you know, would Julie understands me. <laughs> Julie and I are friends. Oh. I, I, you know, if she'd never slapped him before, she could have really hurt her wrist. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Maybe she, maybe she did. We didn't ask. Yes. But, you know. Are you okay, hon? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I felt really, really bad about that one. <laughs> And yeah. was that your funniest moment? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I had I had a lot. There was just tons of of really fun moments. Um, I don't know if I can. It's it's just like uh, someone asking, you know, what's. Your I can talk movie? about another one. Well, yeah. let's do that. One. I'm still thinking. Jeez. There you go. Okay, but it's not really improv. It was so the scene when Natalie gets, you know, she first enters the game store and the the guy gamer is insulting her and she has all these responses. Mm -hmm. I made it my job to think of like the most wrong and dirty answers. <laughs> and then I just, there was one take where I got to use all of them and it was fantastic. So I hope that ends up in the bloopers. I was going to say that, that needs to be seen. Yes. I, I sincerely. Honestly, the so. slap needs to be seen too. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. Especially I mean, he, if he really did knock him down, oh. that would be totally worth seeing. He did, uh, he did, and oh. he fell down. Oh. And at first I thought it was just all vaudeville, and I was like, oh, ha, ha, Brian's being silly. And then I look back, and he's still on the ground, and I'm like, oh, <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, <laughs> we need to recast. <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, someone else just step in there and be a jerk to everybody. <laughs> That's not a problem. No, they can do it just as good. It's yeah, fine. I'm, it's like, fine. I'm entertained. No worries. I, there was there was just like a lot of of takes that uh, that we got to do. You know, I mean, there's just all these kind of what what Vansel loves to do is is uh, this happened in in Darkness Rising too. Uh, we got to do it a lot in there because we just had more time. This one we didn't have as much time. After he has the um, the take that is good, you know, that he wants will, will work. Uh, what he will often do if there's some extra time is is to say, all right, now do it wrong. And that means, you know, whatever you 
you know, think that means. And like, actually, I remember um, <laughs> he he gave Connor Marks uh, that direction, and it was who so, plays Jason the movie. Thank you very much. He plays Jason the movie. Um, he and, and it, it was the look on his face because it was uh, during a scene where where we were playing opposite together and we were uh, on playing cards, and um, he he looked so lost for a moment because he he uh, because after Vansel had gave him that that direction and then he had left. And just like there was this kind of like uh, deer caught in the headlights look in in Connor, it's like I I don't I don't know what that means. And so I had to I had to briefly before they sell uh, told um, yelled action what that means. And uh, they actually end up keeping the 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 take that um, he did, which he is is putting down like his different like uh, characters, and he just adds in like these like booyah and, and not booyah but like hua hua hua, and then like at the end like motherfucking. Who, yeah. <laughs> who, motherfucking, yeah. Ah, yes, right. So, see, I'm not yeah. the marks. I'm not the marks. Um, but yeah, sometimes I. Uh, you missed the marks like, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I like so, that guy's last name. By yeah, the way. he does like the last name. <laughs> <laughs> and we that. have a nephew named Connor, which is kind of funny. Aww. <laughs> um, but we got to to do lots of different kind of like. I got to do all these kind of different things, you know, like, uh, but they don't really necessarily make great stories because they're not in contest. What about the chair hopping? Chair. Oh, that whole scene. That whole scene was actually kind of like, um, I, they let me do whatever I wanted to do. And in that scene, I, I figured, okay, well, this is the scene that, that she's she's talking about is uh, Cass is coming into back into the game store and he has just uh, said challenge accepted, you know, and uh, needing to learn how to play R9E. And so he goes back to the game store and tries to find someone who will play with him. And I, I, I do most of the same lines that are written down, but I get, I get to ad lib a little bit. And I actually wanted to channel my inner Jesse Lee Keeter, uh, who in the, in, the, in the movie plays uh, Dunderreal and also plays Rilke from Journey Quest, the, the uh, attractive orc. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to do it just kind of like, I don't know, like, well, how would Keter do this? And so I kind of did it, uh, what I thought he would do. And I, you know, did the whole chair hop kind of uh, thing. And, and also at the end, when the kid doesn't want to play with me anymore, but his little sister does, we ad-libbed the whole, you know, scooching the seat over, oh, you know. That's one of my favorite little moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of a, a visual gag and not a, so much an audio gag. So I know your medium. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the movie and then you'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, we do. No. <laughs> we would like you to let everyone know yeah. uh, where they can find you online, where they can find gamers, hands of fate. And please also feel free to mention any other upcoming projects you have. Shameless plug time. Anything that you want anyone to find. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll throw in something you don't know. Oh. Just that, that is key information there. <laughs> yeah. A couple things on there, yeah. Uh, nice to stay hidden. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you want to go first? Well, you should go check out watchthegamers.com. Boom where you can stream the movie online for free until September 15th. Oh, that's right. They extended it, didn't they? They did. So hopefully this goes up before September 15th. Otherwise, it's going to be very frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to be you. Uh, No, that's mean. I'm sorry. But it also will be available for digital download uh, for $10, I believe, after that that date. Correct. And they will be releasing it in chunks on YouTube. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. No, no, continue. Okay. 
He's very excited well, about she that. She thought she was just going to give you a moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, what's happening? Clear uh, the floor. Yeah. Lewis has something to say. So the extended edition of the movie, which has more of Lodge and Joanna's story and is about 30 to 40 minutes longer than the festival cut, is going to be broken into chunks and then released on the YouTubes and all that good stuff as more of a web series. And, and I'm, my opinion, and I think Trent's opinion too, that that really is the movie. It is. It's the yeah. movie that we wanted to, to do. The, 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 the cut that you see streaming online right now and, and what we've shown at PAX and Gen Con. It's still awesome. It's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like, it's still a good movie. I'm know? still getting on with awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Let's go. Let's go with awesome. Then. Awesome. But, awesome. But you know what? The extended cut is awesomer. And yes. Or more awesome. Most more. awesomest. Yes. Because we like prefixes. I believe that prefixes. is the correct. Yes. The most awesomest. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, because of the Lodge and Joanna plot line, uh, you know, just added in there, it's I, it's something that a lot of people can really relate to. And like it's a it's a relationship that has already been established, you know, in Darkness Rising. And so you get to see what, what's going on with that. And it's really an interesting story. And I think just makes the entire movie work that much more. And, and I'm just a really big advocate for the extended cut because uh, of, of how good a movie I think it is. And you should also go check out everything on zombieorpheus.com. And that's Z-O-M-B-I-E-O-R-P-H-E-U-S.com. I'm yeah. so proud of myself oh, yeah. for spelling that's that. That's very good. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. Yeah, because you can There's watch a landmine there that you don't want to. I know there. exactly because you can watch Journey Quest, and we have a we have connections to a lot of other geeky shows like uh, Aiden Five and Standard Action, Transolar Galactica, Transolar Galactica, Brothers Barbarian, um, Gamer Chick, Gamer Chick, Gamer Chick, yeah, yeah, a lot so, of really fun shows in reality and television. I think Reality on Demand is on there too. Woo-hoo, now, yes, awesome! Yeah. <laughs> Yay! All right, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, let's see. I uh, um, So I have a an actor Facebook account um, that you probably be able to – I think I'm – I don't really know the URL, but like I think it's like Brian Lewis actor or the Brian Lewis or something like that uh, on Facebook. But if you'll be able to find – if you search Brian Lewis and actor, I'm sure you'll be able to find me. And as far as Twitter is, I'm uh, at brian to the Lewis. <laughs> and two as in T-O, not yeah. the number. Because uh, oddly enough, there was other Brian Lewis's what? about before I got to Twitter. Yeah. That's crazy. It's an unusual name. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm not the violinist, by the way. If you Google me, I'm uh, ah, not that guy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the the day that I beat the violinist or the lawyer, Brian Lewis, is gonna be a very high day. And <laughs> if you yeah. so if you want to Google bomb me, that would be awesome. So I can actually <laughs> You know, show up on the first page if uh, you put in my name. <laughs> cool. Um, I also do the Twitters. Uh, mine's a lot easier. It's just Trin Miller all together. Uh, yeah. You and your and my name being awesome. That is yeah. Authentic and new and. <laughs> <laughs> and projects that I want to plug. I just found out today that a film that I worked on last year is being picked up for distribution. Um, it's called The Invoking, and it's going through the festival circuit right now, but it should be available online at some point so keep an eye out for that it was formerly known as Stater Ridge um, the other project that I want to plug is Mother Goose because it's a web series that I'm really excited about and it's noir and mm. it's in the very 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 early stages so it's it's something that I'm hopefully going to be, be taking a more like actor producer type role in and I'm really excited about doing that oh interesting those all sound great 
Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep on thinking of things. So um, I, I'm actually going to be on season three of Standard Action. Yeah. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to. We got had to do uh, that uh, over in British Columbia a little while ago. Very, very exciting stuff. And did you have something else? I or? thought of something else. You can finish your okay, thing. Okay, because you did this like I got really, I got move. really excited because right, I yeah, thought yeah. of something else. No, I've been doing that too. All right, cool. yeah. All right. So and also uh, one other thing is I'm I'm going to be in Job Hunters as well. And oh yeah, so, me too. Oh. Oh, really? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Never mind. Oh, you can slap him again. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we filmed we, that we, different times. Yeah, so, yeah, we already filmed it. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> okay, so the thing that I thought of, um, some people have been really, dis like, fans of ours, some people have been disappointed that there wasn't as much RPG humor um, in Hands of Fate as there was in Gamers Darkness Rising. So I wanted to talk about Humans and Households which is a mini web series we have coming out sometime in the next few months. But we uh, screened at Gen Con, and it was really hilarious. And it basically takes the idea of a people group of people playing Dungeons & Dragons and flips it around. So it's the fantasy world characters who are playing everyday, quote-unquote, everyday human characters. Oh, and it, it was it was a lot of fun to do, and it was really really funny. A lot, and, a lot of comedy to mine in that situation, yeah. and Vansel does what Vansel does and finds the funny. Yeah. So if you're looking for RPG humor, keep an eye out for uh, humans and households. Also, yeah. Natural One, uh, very oh, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Natural One is also one of those uh, kind of uh, mini series uh, by uh, by Zoe, and uh, that's this also, one's cyberpunk. Yeah, and that follows the story of of uh, Christian's character Gary. Going to British, uh, going to Canada uh, with with Leo and uh, uh, you were well, you were actually, also yeah. cyberpunk. <laughs> also cyberpunk. But anyway, I'm not going to go into details about that. That's a fun one. You should check that one out when it comes out as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I missed those at Gen Con. Uh, that you, I you will Gen be Con. delighted. I I promise that you will be delighted. Very cool. I look forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, we really thank you so it. much for having us. We we really enjoyed talking with you. Bye, guys. Joanna from Standard Action, and you're listening to Genretainment. Well, special thanks to Brian and Trent for chatting with us, and bonus points to Brian for surviving our endless teasing about him tanning his head. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. It wasn't funny until he was embarrassed. Then mm -hmm. it was funny. Mm -hmm. Now, remember that you can watch Gamers Hands of Fate online for free until September 15th. And now, before we go, let's play our bonus interview with Lucas Bryant from Sci Fi Channel's Haven. and Duke have had a pretty tumultuous bromance throughout the series, but um, he did trust Duke enough, it seems like, to send him in after Audrey in the barn. So what can we expect from their reunion and their relationship this season? Yeah, uh, there, yes, in, in season four, there's a, Nathan and Duke have, um, have a lot, have a lot more trust of each other and faith in each other. So we, we see more of their, um, friendship, 
I guess. Um, I mean, you, you know, where the, the relationship is always the same, but I think some of that animosity has been left behind in their, you know, shared goals this season initially of finding Audrey. And, uh, and we did get to, yeah, work together a lot more this season. So that was a lot of fun because any, any time that those two characters are put together to try and um, achieve something together, I, I think it's a, you know, it's a great matchup. I have a yeah. lot of fun with that jerk. <laughs> well, someone had asked earlier if we were going to see more of Duke and Nathan's relationship when he was younger or learn more about, you know, Nathan's adoptive family. I, I would love to see that stuff. I mean, personally, selfishly, mm-hmm. I want it to be all about me. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would like to, uh, especially the family story stuff. I'd, I'd like to explore that. That would be very cool to me. Um, and also Nathan's house. Where is his darn house? That that is a central mystery in Haven. I'd I would like some exploration of that one. I'll give you this. We do get a hint. We do get a little taste of of Nathan's living situation in this season, but so much more so much more possible. The troubles are still here. How much more can people take? Don't touch me. Audrey is still alive. I'm trying to help you remember who you are. I'm Lexi DeWitt. That is who I really am. There's some pretty... There's some pretty gruesome stuff this season. Um, Maybe we should raise the recommended viewing age from six to like seven or eight, eight, eight-year-olds and up. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some gruesome stuff. Definitely. Uh, let me think. What's the, what's the, this most awful? Well, hmm. this next one that I, this, there's an episode that I, that's coming up that has uh, babies in it. Ooh, babies are <laughs> horrifying. Um, and also, and also kids. In an earlier episode, there's kids. Kids are terrifying too. No, but but seriously, I guess when that does, the, the kids themselves may not be terrifying. The babies themselves may not be terrifying. But when you put kids and babies in these terrible situations, that seems to raise the horror element for me. Anyway, that gets me every time. Um, I don't. I think episode three last year, the farmer was was the one where the guy had the um, had the like uh, organ sucking snake that came out of his throat. I don't know that anything's topped that one or just total weirdness um, yet, but there is a bit of uh, there's there's definitely a lot of creep factor this season. Oh, let's see. Like I said, we have the we have some, some children coming up. Those are pretty. That's pretty, pretty yucky, um, and some neat and weird clawed forest creatures. Um, there's more claws. Definitely a lot more claws. There's more claws coming in later too, um, and big teeth. Uh, what else happened recently? Let me think. Um, 
one of them that one of them that was uh not not a terrifying trouble but was a lot of fun for me while I mentioned before was was this was there something that um affects everyone's reality um so each of our characters were were altered considerably and we got to play really wild versions of ourselves that was a lot of fun for me and and for uh duke especially uh bits coming up that i can't tell you anything about but i'm sure fans will probably be pretty into what develops midway through the season um specifically for me i guess there are a couple episodes ago i got to play a uh a wildly different version of Nathan. Um, something happens in town that, uh, how do I, how do I put this, that, uh, shakes up everyone's reality. So, um, so yes, I got to explore a very, a very different side of him, which was, uh, which was a blast is a much less reserved, um, and much more effusive side of, of Nathan that uh, I certainly didn't see coming. There are, there are some happy moments definitely um, for Nathan, but sadly they seem to be fleeting. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just the way it's got to go. When things start looking too good, you have to just smash it all to pieces. Right. So, you know, hopefully there, there's, um, well, especially in the first half of the season, uh, Nathan's outlook is pretty bleak, um, pretty, pretty dark. You know, you you learn in that in that opening um, episode what he has decided he needs to do, um, and and the deal that's made uh, about his short future. Nathan's always been uh, maybe a little bit too sure of himself. Um, I mean, he's sure he's always got doubts, but he, but he had um, this kind of blind trust in himself and Audrey, and that, as you saw at the end of season three, led to a disastrous outcome. So now, uh, yeah, getting to getting to explore that, you know, ruined side of him was a lot of fun, and then continuing throughout season four, he has a. Um, a, a new mission, but it is, as he said, a lot darker, and that was a lot of fun. So that's um, no things aren't looking too good there, but I will tell you that there may be some very exciting lights at the end of that dark tunnel. Well, thank you. Hi, I'm John Rogers. I created the show Leverage and Rogue Transformers, and you're listening to Genretainment. Thanks to Sci-Fi Channel for giving Sci-Fi Post Radio and Genretainment a chance to chat with Lucas Bryant. We're both looking forward to seeing the new season after the cliffhanger season finale. So that's it for today's Genretainment. We'll be back soon with all new guests from our favorite films, TV shows, novels, and web series. Now coming up in future episodes, we have director John Badham joining us to discuss his new book, John Badham on Directing. 
He directed classic films like Short Circuit, War Games, Saturday Night Fever, and many more. Click on over to our website at genretainment.com or our Facebook page to send us a question for either guests, and we will pick our favorites, or just some random ones. Now we got in such a gamer mood after chatting with Brian and Trent that we will have the game designers that brought us Mutants and Masterminds and right. DC Adventures coming to show next time. And that's just a few of the many fun guests we have lined up. And don't forget to check out our previous episodes with our coverage of the Gen Con Film Festival or chat with web series creator Blake Calhoun. Yeah, and I was really excited about the Mutants and Masterminds. I like that game. Yes. <laughs> and you can also check out the other great shows on Sci-Fi Pulse Radio channel like SFP Now, The Roundtable, and more. Until, Until next, next time. time. Hi, I'm Brian Lewis, and... Hi, I'm June Miller. And you're listening to... Reality on Demand! No. <laughs> no, no. no. That's, that's okay. I already said that. Okay, that's going on bloopers. Like. <laughs> oh, wow, I just choked. <laughs>